Let's do it. All right. Welcome to the Dadpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Oliveira. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Fusa Rees. She is a fellow marketer. She is a expat like myself from Brazil. And uh, so we have a lot in common. We're going to talk about it. She's a mom, an entrepreneur. And, and at, towards the end of the podcast, we'll, we'll tell you about everything that she does. But uh, without further ado, I want to welcome you to the podcast, Fusa. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to, to be here. And it's great to connect with other parents who are entrepreneurs as well. And Brazilian. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, I... I, I love uh, your story, sort of like your journey, where you started and where you came from. But but tell our listeners really at the beginning, like, were you always were you always dreaming of becoming an entrepreneur? And I'm talking like teenage years or was that like later in life that you found yourself wanting to be an entrepreneur? So it was definitely later in life. Um, so I, I became an entrepreneur at the age of 29. And um, at the time, my kids, I had two boys under the age, two boys under the age of three. Okay. So I was working a job, but they were very anti-family. Um, and the photography thing, I started doing some things in my local church, like creative stuff, digital scrapbooking, video slideshows, and some opportunities for photography had come and people asking me to take pictures. And I, I saw that I really enjoyed it. So I ended up leaving the job because like I said, they were very anti-family, um, you know, they didn't understand if your, your child was sick. So I was like, oh, I'll just take the summer off and, you know, this photography, I have a few photography gigs, so I'll just take the summer off. But that was right when the recession, the big, um, what, what year was that? 2009? Yeah. So, yeah, eight, nine. So everything kind of crashed. <laughs> so I, I couldn't find a job. So I kept just, you know, photographing people at my church. But then I'm like, okay, I'm tired of photographing all these cheap Brazilians. <laughs> in my church <laughs> so it's like how how do I advertise myself I didn't have any money like my first camera was financed my computer my mom had given me you know we were just like a young couple with two small kids and but I knew that I needed to market myself and I really wanted to tap into the the American market and also to the wedding industry I wanted to become wedding photographer I really like events I really like weddings so at the time, you know, I, I just asked a couple of other photographers that were starting, I'm like, how are you learning? What are you doing? And they said, oh, read, you know, a few of these blog posts. So I started reading a few blog posts and I actually started becoming very active on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So I started doing networking with, um, you know, one photographer was like, you have, you have to know your local market, right? Like if you want to be in the wedding industry, like who's who in your local market. So I was able to go to a couple of events that January, not too many, because like I said, we were very short on cash, you know, there's babysitter, there's, you know, all this stuff. But I soon realized the importance of nurturing relationships online. Mm -hmm. So I was very good at once I connected with someone even in person at following up with them online. And at the time, it was Twitter, there were no Facebook groups, there was no Instagram, there was no TikTok. Um, so, you know, we did a lot of networking on Twitter with um, bridal consultants, um, like associations and events. And that networking led me to photographing a conference and then like hooking up with a few planners. And that really helped launch the wedding photography side of my business. So that's, I, I said, I became an entrepreneur accidentally. Photography kind of just fell on my lap and I just went with the flow and went with it. Um, no idea, you know, what would happen later. 
as far as marketing. And within two years of my photography business, I learned about SEO, you know, fellow mm-hmm. photographer was like, oh, you know, I optimize my website. So I'm found by this small wedding venue. I'm like, what, what do you mean? What is that? <laughs> and he's like, well, there's things that you could do on your site for strangers to find you. I was like, I need this. So I started um, just signing up for classes and trying to learn on my own, but it was very technical. Mm -hmm. It was very, very man's world, like almost like a white man's country club where the crazy Brazilian mom was not welcomed at all. (laughs) But But one thing that I think to me that's really important in entrepreneurship is I it kept tugging at me and I followed my curiosity. Mm-hmm. I was just so intrigued. I was just still so curious. I'm like, oh my God, I'm not technical. I don't understand coding. You know, I don't know how to do these things, but maybe there's something there that I can do. And I even ended up um, volunteering to photograph a huge SEO conference. I just wanted to be around those people. Yeah. I had no idea at the time what they were talking about, but I started learning more practical SEO um things, tactics um, at the time with blogging and blogging SEO. So I learned how to get my photos found in Google images. And I learned how to really create content, you know, what we know now is content marketing. That that wasn't even a term then. Um, And then I started seeing the results, the brides that said, hey, I found you on Google. And those were magical words. And I've never looked back. (laughs) That's right. Generating those leads. Well, you know, when you're talking about that, I'm thinking of like your sort of your journey. And um, as you said, you weren't, it's not like you were doing a startup and raising money. It had to be friends and family and start scrappy and go learn on your own. I'm always surprised, Fusa, how how many people who start businesses start the business before they actually get to know the the subject matter or whatever they're going to sell in, right? right? Where my advice to all, you know, first stage entrepreneurs starting something is like, go because there's nothing that's new in this world right so it's like go hang out with the people who are already doing and it's interesting that you were doing that you understood that and i i can count on maybe maybe one hand over the years the number of people regardless of age that came to me and said hey i want to learn lead gen and affiliate marketing which is what i've done for the last 15 years and i'm like okay but i'm not hiring let's say and I'm, I'm specifically thinking of this woman named Mary. And I said, well, we're not hiring right now. She says, no, you don't have to pay me. I want to learn. Ah. And, and she was uh, um, late. I mean, she was probably in her 50s and saying, I know I'm going to retire in the next 10 years, but now I'm tired of finance and I want to go in the world mm. of digital and all that. And I know nothing, but I will intern for you for free. And I said, well, for free, I I can't do. So like, let's just want to, you know, pay you something. And she came in every single day and worked and shadowed different people. And again, I, I, I've only had a handful of those people, right. Who said, Uh if I can pick your brain and learn everything that you and your team and your clients are doing, and you were doing that then. So it's so interesting because I think it's something that's missing in, in sort of entrepreneurship in that we all get excited sometimes. And then you, whether yeah. you raise money or take your credit cards and then you start, but you did it the right way, in my right. opinion. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, even with the photography, right. Um, I, I didn't shoot manually at first, which is what most professional photographers do. They shoot manually. They don't. So I shot an automatic, but, but I kept signing up for courses. I kept following people online 
Um, so I'm self-taught photographer as well. And then I finally learned how to shoot manually. And, you know, photography is a never still learning and still learning. There's just a lot, you know, a lot yeah. of things to do with that. But yeah, it is important to be around those people, right? To, to like, where do they hang out? Where are they? You know, success leaves clues. So how can I learn from others? How can I learn from the people that have gone and, and done that thing that I want to do? So the funny thing is, um, right now I'm kind of pivoting and I have another side of a business, which is with travel and travel writing. Um, so I started a travel TikTok. And even today, the funny thing is today, I emailed the author of this book that I'm reading and mm -hmm. I'm like, because I saw that he lives in South Florida. I was like, are you teaching any classes? I didn't say, can I take you out for coffee? I really wanted to say that, right. but I was just like, oh, I would <laughs> love to meet you in person. You know, I would love to meet you in person. So now I'm being opened up to this whole new world um, of travel writing. And now I'm, I have to read books. I have to connect. I volunteer to photograph a travel conference. I volunteered wow. another conference. So I think a great way is to volunteer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just slid into the DM of the travel conference people. I was like, hey, are you looking for volunteers? And they're like, actually, we do need help, but we've never had a volunteer before. You're going to be the first. And they said yes. So, you know, I, I'm also very like, I'm not afraid of pitching. I'm not afraid of asking because as we say in Brazil, which means mm -hmm. the no you already have, yeah. right? So th that part, you know, I've always been more on the PR creative and marketing side so i've always been a little bold when it comes to those mm -hmm. things um and just well, connecting helps. with people and yeah it does <laughs> it does well it helps because also, I... like yeah go go for it no also be interested in the person right well so i have a saying that um if you compliment someone on online they can't mm -hmm. ignore you even if they don't like you Right. right. <laughs> like they have to retweet. They got to repost if you shout yeah. them out, even if they have no idea who you are. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's yeah. Right. So you have to be also interested. It's not about like what's in it for me. So, for example, this travel conference I went to, I really went with the mindset of serving. I'm like, I'm going to serve. So I'm here to assist the video guy. I was taking photos. They needed a chair. I, I was here to serve, you know, like I'm, I'm with it. these amazing people. They've been in this industry for so long. They survived the pandemic and they're still thriving with their travel blogs and businesses. Um, and now I've been invited to officially photograph the next one and even do a photo walk. So it's also about you can't be so, you know, about you that yeah. you're not really caring about the other person. Right. So with Mary, for example, she was there to help, even though she wanted to learn, but she was willing even to work for free. Right. Yeah. So that's so. And, and, that's and how I, I see it. Yeah. And I love feels that you're talking about the giving back component of yeah. using using your skills to do good in the world you know uh, we do that a lot with nonprofits and universities and whatnot and i have friends from you know back when i started in the affiliate marketing industry 15 years ago who are still doing the same thing and you know they'll say like look i'm in it for the money i'm very transactional and sometimes they they <laughs> don't yeah right they don't understand why i donate so much of my time and energy to you know, help others and educate others. And I say, look, I mean, it makes me feel good, but, but let's be honest. I think like what you said, the reality is you build relationships that, that become like, like I have friends in, in multiple nonprofit like uh, organizations that we've never transaction uh, transacted financially, 
but we've built friendships that mm-hmm. are strong. And I look at them as a mentor sometimes. Sometimes I'm a mentor to them or whatnot. So it's not always about the money. And I think that that's what you're demonstrating yeah. here is that oh. it's something with a much greater uh, uh, why. And I love that. Yeah. And it's like what you put out, you'll get back. For right? sure. And, and it, it just can open so many doors um, and opportunities. And, you know, I also love helping small businesses and entrepreneurs because I really feel like if it, small business and entrepreneurs, like they can impact their community, which impacts their city, which impacts mm-hmm. the world. So I feel like we can make such, you know, a big difference. And now with the pandemic, so many people have finally launched their own businesses or had the courage to, you know, let's, let's do it now. You know, I'm tired of this nine to five, or I've always wanted to launch an e-commerce store, or I've always wanted to travel. I've always wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. And I think the pandemic has really put us all to thinking like, what, what matters? Yeah. What What else is there to life? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think there's a, also another component about what you're, you're talking about here. That is, the the mindset of continuously growing and being being curious and tinkering because when you said TikTok, you know, I was thinking at the beginning of the pandemic, I got on TikTok and then I was like, okay, I, I was there for like a minute and then I'm like, okay, I don't have time. Me too. But but I I did grow on other platforms and learned other things. You because you have to pick, you can't be everywhere, right? Right. And, um, right. but I love that you're talking about that. Cause when clients come to me, especially the ones who are solopreneurs and they're saying, look, I, I know I'm going to be solo cause I don't want to have employees, but I need to grow and I need to get my brand out there. And it's like, look, you don't have to be on every channel cause you couldn't possibly do that unless you were a big brand anyways, effectively, but you have to choose at least a few and then be there and be yes. there long-term. So talk to me about that content because I know your your work is brilliant. I mean, from your website to everything that you're putting out there, it's very consistent. There's a look and feel, and uh, the, your copywriting. I mentioned to you uh, before the podcast yes. how you're you're really good with headlines, and I really like that. And I think it's just these are skills that you honed in over the last decade plus, right? Yeah, and still learning. So yeah, let's. I think that's a great topic. Let's talk about social media. So when it comes to social media, you, you're right. I I do not, I think that the success formula is definitely not being in all the places. Mm -hmm. I think it's about, okay, where's your ideal audience at? Mm -hmm. And the second part of that formula is, do you enjoy that platform? Uh, I'll give you an example. True. My audience is on LinkedIn, but I do not enjoy LinkedIn. I just can't <laughs> get into it. And I'm missing out, I'm missing out on leads, you know, because every time I'm there, I get like 10 spam messages like, I... hey, I want to connect with you. Do you need leads? I'm like, this is so dumb. Uh, but since I'm business to business, so my audience is there. Yeah. But I don't enjoy it. Right. So, for example, I actually closed down my Instagram marketing account. Okay. So I have a Fuse Creative Inc. that I stopped posting altogether on Instagram. So in, and I let everyone know because there isn't one way, right? Like I've done SEO, I've done blogging, mm-hmm. I have my Pinterest. Like I know I have my own Facebook group that I've had for seven years. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, if I turn Instagram off, then my business is dead. No, I think right. there's a misconception. Absolutely. Right. That you have to have Instagram or you have to do TikTok. So, for example, the TikTok for me was accidental because I had the marketing TikTok and that wasn't growing at all. I was like, this is so dumb. And um, but then I launched my travel TikTok and it took off. 
And I realized a few things. First, you, it doesn't have to be about dancing. Um, a lot of my TikToks <laughs> are just talking head yeah. and answering people, replying to questions, talking head. You could also, if you reach a thousand followers, you could go live on there. It's a good teaching platform. Um, so yeah, I think you have to choose, right? You also can be like, hey, Fuse, I don't like any social media. I think social media is dumb, right? Like, no, you do have, you know, you do have to choose. And, but it's also important to align with where your ideal clients are, are at. Like you can't choose a platform just because everyone else is doing it or, you know, um, because you want fear of missing out, right? No, you have, is your client there? Like right. is your ideal client there for you to be found? And if they're not, then you need to, you know, find other, other mediums. So that's what I believe. I love it. I mean, it's really good, solid advice. And I'm specifically thinking about a university we worked with not too long ago and they did their research and they really found that they had an, their audience on Instagram. So you're like, good, they're doing a good job, right? Their internal marketing mm -hmm. team was like, we're going to, we have the audience there. We've done some like surveys. Good, except for the content. So now I'm just kind of leaning into the content piece of it because you're you're an expert in that area too. Except for the content was definitely not inspirational and it was mostly promotional about the program. Yeah, that's a problem. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm yeah. going, guys, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not building your content, right? I'm just here to drive traffic to your site so you can generate more leads. But there's nothing about your Instagram, even though you know your audience is there, that is going to mm -hmm. keep it coming back because you're just over and over selling and selling and selling. And that, yeah. that, that could work for like a lifestyle brand, sort of, right? Like, like no, healthcare it still and, has to be more authentic. But authentic, but but you can add right. some, right? Like the whole goal, obviously, Instagram, we know they want to build this huge shopping. You know, that's one of their four main goals. Right. You know, going forward, but it's yeah. only one. It's just one piece of it. You still have to do the other yeah. stuff, right? Oh, for sure. And you're there, like Instagram is a very, like people don't want to be sold to there. You also have to understand your client's mindset. Okay. So for example, there's statistics that show people on Pinterest will spend more money than someone on Facebook because people mm -hmm. on Pinterest are actually looking for things to do, things to buy, places to go. So they're uh -huh. in that mindset, right? People on Instagram, they want to be entertained, distracted, um, you know, yes, there's a teaching element as well. We could find good mm -hmm. teaching if I wanted to find some tips, but yeah, it's about, I always think like, okay, who's your ideal audience? What keeps them up at night? How can your business help? But also how can you be a resource? So I give an example, you know, I teach a lot of photographers and I tell photographers, like, why aren't you blogging, like, resourceful information of, like, things to do with your kids in your town? Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with photography, mm -hmm. but you're being a resource for those moms. And Absolutely. when she, she's going to remember that, and that could lead into, hey, look, she's also a photographer. She takes great photos. And mm -hmm. she, I, you know, I'm going to come back to her blog because she's always blogging about things to do with their kids. And every mom wants tips on things right. to do with their kids in the fall, in the summer, in the spring. You know, like, so it's, it's also like not about your business sometimes. It's like, how can you be a resource for your ideal client? Like what keeps them up at night? Who are they? You know, what, what are their worries and how can your business provide some solutions and help, but how can you also be a resource? So I think talking to people and being authentic in that way. So you want to be informed. I mean, it really should be like 90% not selling, 
right? Yeah. Like some yeah. it should be like 10%, <laughs> It'll sometimes come. even 20%. Yeah. It will come, you know, especially if you have, you know, uh, if you're giving away a freebie or something for them to sign up for your email, um, which I think is extremely important, yeah. you know, to get people on your email list and stuff. But yeah, you have to look at that platform and see how people are really using it. So for, let's give an example with TikTok. It started off with a lot of dancing, but now it's becoming a very, almost like home ec. Yeah, so educational, it's becoming, entertainment. People are learning. Yep. Yes, people are learning so many things. They're learning how to eat better. They're learning what to wear. They're learning makeup. They're learning. It's just, it's people are really going there with this thing of learning. Like I do it all the time. I'll look up recipes. Like I had found this great foot detox thing that I did once and it worked really well. So I keep going back to there, you know, I'm redoing my closet. So I'm like, oh, let me look at some closet makeover. So I think understanding where your audience hangs out and how is that platform being used? We know there's a big push on video. I know not everyone likes to be on video, but there, you know, there are creative ways that you can still use video sure. and not show your face if you don't want to show your face, even with photo slides that can become, you know, a video, but yeah, but like learning more about that platform and it can't be all selling. It, it cannot, nobody wants right. to be like sold to, um, actually I wouldn't say no one wants to be sold to. Sometimes we want to be sold to, but it's, it's, it's the right moment. It's the right time, right? You, it's, it's when yeah. we're looking for that information. Yeah. You hit it on the head though. It's, you do have a segment of the population that does want to be sold to, right? And let's say I'm yeah. not that, I'm not that person. I just I'm not I'm not brand loyal for like a marketer. I'm absolutely not brand loyal, <laughs> but I don't care the brand, whatever. But um, but yeah, I even find myself like we've been in the market for a car for the last six months, and we decided we were going to oh do God, car yeah. Well, we decided we were going to do Carva Carvana because all the traditional channels really are terrible from marketing to the marketing is pretty slick, but when it comes to sales and customer care, it's so outdated. Right. Um, but um, in that process, what I found with Carvana that they're doing different than the traditional OEMs or the, the dealerships is that they're, they really understand lead nurturing. So I get on the phone with this guy who's telling me exactly like their process, how, you know, they'll deliver the car. I could keep the car for a week yeah, if yeah. I don't like all of that. And I said, great, we're, we're in this process, right? No selling. And, and I've had so many conversations with him because I know the exact model that I want, the color, the, the, all the features. I don't have it yet because they don't have it, but they keep nurturing me, but not nurturing me, just sending me automated emails saying here, buy this to look at that, a rebate here. It's really useful stuff. So whoever segmented their list really understood mm. my pain points because all the emails yeah. that I get from them, whether it's directly from the rep or automated, because we know the difference, right? Are really customized yeah. to me. I feel like, man, you guys are in my head. So I'm happy mm. to open that email two, three times. And now I've become, yeah. I haven't even bought from them. And I've become sort of a fan because you're, and you're talking and, about them and I'm talking about it. And then the journeys become yeah. so pleasant and that's what great brands do. And you don't have to be a big company to do that. Right. No. And they're having really good, like word of mouth. Yeah. Like I keep hearing about, you know, people talking about that they're using it and they're really enjoying it. So bravo to them. 
We should Absolutely. talk about them in this yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, let's let's shift gear here in the last few minutes. Uh, Fuse creative. I mean, so you talked about all the different things that you're doing, but for those business owners locally or nationally, I mean, they need digital marketing. They need content SEO. Tell us like what your core competency is and, and how you can help them use it. Sure. So in my entrepreneurial journey as a photographer, I, I realized once I um, learned SEO and put it into practice that I was more in love with marketing than photography. Mm. Um, so cool. that led me actually ended up um, working at a marketing agency for two years, building mm -hmm. some departments, social media, content marketing, PR. Um, and then once I left that, it was right before the pandemic. So I've been consult. I've always been teaching. Mm -hmm. I've been teaching online for nine years. So I love helping entrepreneurs get found online and my strategies are more sustainable and organic. Mm -hmm. um, I don't teach anything on paid, um, nothing against paid. I think it, those two could be, you know, are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> there's a place for both, um, but you should not do paid if your organic is not doing well. That's what right. I feel. <laughs> then you need to work I'm, on your branding first. I'm, I'm with but, you. I'm um, with you. Yeah. So now uh, the only photography I offer is actually business photography for here local in South Florida. Mm -hmm. um, so people, um, so we offer content creation, photography, social media management as well. So I have a handful of clients uh, local. They're actually mostly locally, not that we can't handle, you know, in other places. Mm -hmm. um, but I have uh, classes online on local SEO, blogging SEO, and Pinterest SEO. Those are kind of my main three awesome. areas of, you know, teaching. And I love being on podcasts and speaking and traveling as much traveling is <laughs> as fun. much as I can. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, but, you know, people um, consult with me all the time where, where they want to see like, you know, any issues with their website, you know, what can be improved as far as local ranking. And I find a lot of the times um, small businesses, they mm -hmm. just they really need more content and more pages. Yeah. Um, so one tip with that is for, you know, every main service that you have, it really should be its own page. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's say if I'm an event planner. And I do wedding planning, corporate planning, and day of planning, which is different. So what I see a lot of small businesses do is they'll have one info page mm -hmm. that just kind of like puts everything. Here's my services and here's my pricing. Um, and in the eyes of Google, that's not ideal because if you're trying to be found for um, event, uh, corporate planning, mm -hmm. then you should have one page Absolutely. to target that main keyword. Um, so I feel like a lot of small businesses and we don't know, like when I set up my site and blog, I didn't know about this. Right. So it's like, now I'm doing the cleanup phase and I still have issues on my site. I'm like, Oh, I have to do things. There's things. Yeah. yeah. Especially since I'm helping other people way That's more right. than I'm checking my, my own stuff. But I feel like small businesses, they, they lack content, they lack pages, and then they also lack sometimes guiding the user. So it is your okay. job to really guide your visitor to where you want them to go. Like, what are your money pages? How are you getting them there? So this has a little bit more to do with the CRO, which is conversion rate optimization. Mm -hmm. So, and those are easy fixes. So sometimes that means adding a button. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that means, okay, I want them to check out my about page. And then I want them to check out my resources page. So then in your about page, do you have a button that's leading them to the resources page? Are you, you know, do you have a freebie? Are you mentioning that freebie mm -hmm. in several locations of your blog, of your site? 
Um, so really walking the user and guide it. It's our job. It's not the visitor's job to try and figure out our site, mm -hmm. but it's really our job to say, like, if I want someone to visit these three pages, what am I doing to get them there? Am I missing buttons? Do I have to do a lot more interlinking to myself? Mm -hmm. Do I have a call to action at the end of this blog post? What do I want people to do? What is the action that I want them to take? So I love teaching on those things and, and that's how we got connected. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. But yeah, well, so. <clears throat> well, I'm excited to, to you know, um, because when we put the episode on YouTube, which is usually a few months after we release it on Spotify and Apple, yeah. we kind of try to waterfall. And um, I would love to invite you to do, even if it's like a 15, 20 minute webinar on anything yeah. like SEO or, or um, content. Yeah. Because I think, as you said, sometimes it's just, you know, a few tweaks just so that yeah. the, that business owner can realize that, Hey, this can really help me. And then, you know, then you can go on to the bigger things like creating content consistently and whatnot. So um, what's the best way for our visitors, for our listeners to connect with you, Fusa? Sure. So there, well, on Instagram and TikTok, I'm Fuse Travels, but also TikTok is Fuse Creative Inc. And then I do have a Facebook group. Um, which is SEO for creatives. And okay. my website is get, get found with fuse, F U S E, um, dot com. So that those are the places that you'll find me. Awesome. And I would love to connect if you guys have any questions. So A absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being in the dadpreneur podcast. Thank you so much for having me.